I hate you so much right now. So yeah. <laughs> Go on then, hit me with an intro. To the MO podcast, as always, you're here with me, Contumacious Ant. And me, Atreya. And today, we are going to be talking about, we're kind of going back to our roots here, we're going to talk about a little bit of true crime. Ooh. Or maybe it wasn't, so we'll have to decide. At the end, it's an unsolved mystery, I suppose. Oh, that's good. I still like those. But there are true crime elements involved, and it's the disappearance of Albert Lowenstein. I do not think I have ever heard of this one. Okay. I'm legit going in blind. Good, good. So this case encompasses two of my favourite things. One of them is Belgium, and one of them is having a poo. Now, in fairness, they're not that much different, but here we go. I lived in Belgium, so I can say that. It's all right. Don't worry about it. Uh-huh. You lived in Belgium, like, you're part Jew, you're part Gypsy, you're part Brazil... You, sorry, you lived in Brazil. You're part female. Like, it's on time. At some point, it's got to stop. Yeah. Well, look, see... We need to call him out. Unless anyone can prove otherwise, I'm going to keep going with it. Uh, so... Let's would... ask your wife. <laughs> well, yeah, no, no. Let's... I'm going to get a number. Yeah, no. So, Albert Leonard Lowenstein was a Belgium rich person. At one point, he was the third richest person in the world. Now, the research came up with he amassed a massive 12 million in the currency of the time. Now, it, this was the 1920s, so it was like... Pound. It could have been, could have been, because it could have been <laughs> Belgian francs, to be quite frank with you. But apparently, no pun intended. Well, yeah, it apparently it was equivalent to seven hundred and thirty-nine million pounds that he was worth at the time of his death. So, what did he do for a living? Now, this just proves that back in the day, you could just make money from anything. So he made his money by providing electric power to developing countries. Basically, he just extorted people. He invested in companies that had power plants in these Pacific developing third world countries and then just charged the government whatever. Wow, okay, that guy's a genius, I'm just saying. Yeah. I mean, to be honest with you, right, I'm going to prove that I lived in Belgium, right? <laughs> I knew a gentleman uh, when, when I lived there, and he was a gentleman. He was called Freddie. He was a very, very lovely guy. Gay as a day, but he was he was brilliant. He used to come in. He used to come in the bar we were, I worked in, and he used to drink a bottle of Ricard. Now, if you don't know what Ricard is, it's like... I don't want to say it's like Sambuca, but it's uh, aniseed drink, 
and if you it's it's clear but when you add water to it it goes white and he used to come in at about 12 o'clock in the afternoon leave about five o'clock and come back about eight o'clock and just drink Ricard in water and he didn't pay he just had a monthly bill that he'd come in and pay and his father owned I'm gonna say mines or whatever he owned but he owned them in Africa so but if he was so lovely why was he friends with you is what I was gonna dive in and say because I couldn't speak French and he only could speak French so we kind of got on in that Shreds. way. yeah yeah so uh, he, he, he you do that don't you you live in countries but you don't bother to learn the language it's weird that that's not... I'm counting like three times now that this that you've done this. You've moved to a country and you've lived there. Through. It's not even like it's like you know a couple of weeks. It's this is like a substantial amount of time that you've lived in this country and not picked up anything. So see, I, I... all you're doing is making the stereotypes about British people correct. <laughs> that's 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 quite a lot of what the the native people who were living in these countries said to me. Uh, I am just ignorant British. Yeah. Uh, yes. Because you are! <laughs> I don't deny that. I did try, but I think languages are like maths. You either can do it or you can't. I can do maths. can't do languages. Oh my god, why didn't I message you the other day when I was stuck on that maths assessment? I made the fatal mistake of messaging Nova, and he was like, I don't know, I think it's a quarter. Well, okay. There, there was four questions. You can't just answer a quarter to all of those questions. They're different questions. Some of them don't even involve fractions. Next time, I'm going to message you. Okay. As long as it's not for anything important, and then I'll stand by that I'm good at math. Oh, it was for uh, a level two qualification, so... Yeah, yeah, I could, I could do it. But next time, I'll be ringing you. Yeah. And if you don't know the answer, I'll be like, well... Set you said it's like math. maths. Yeah. You just know it or you don't. Mm -hmm. Set myself up there, I don't know really. Okay, that's on me. Mm -hmm. Yeah, anyway. So, <laughs> going back to Albert, he. Uh, so basically, he just. He was part of a syndicate that bought companies and then just made money off these companies. And to be quite honest with you, history was on his side at this time because the Mexican Revolution had just happened. So he stepped into South America and Central America and progressed that way. And because of the First World War, there were not that many new companies about. Obviously, they'd been bombed, they'd gone bankrupt. And also, electric power was less than 100 years old. So not many people knew about it. So if you were a little bit smart, you could kind of get away with going, this is how we do it he obviously he wasn't an engineer he was just the guy that financed all of this and to be honest with you there was very little regulation if any so he kind of got away with it and made his money from one actual takeover he walked away with one million pounds in his pocket alone and that's just for one of the companies that he bought and that wasn't he hung on to it and obviously made money afterwards but just by taking over that company he got a dividend of a hundred uh, of a million pounds Ding. so he was very very astute as a businessman and he was quite shrewd and 
by the time the the 20s had kicked off he was courted by heads of state and monarchies and he was actually made a companion of the most honorable order of the bath by the british government now that's kind of like sorry a, what yeah so a companion of the most honorable order of the no a companion of the most honorable order of the bath by the british government so it's kind of like a knighthood but apparently you just but in a bath yeah you kind of have to wash your junk in front of people i think what a bit like eaten i think is basically what it was you just have to, <laughs> you just have to be why rich, would you have to do that just rich and then just wash your bits in front of people to get ahead <coughs> i don't, I don't. But I don't get that at all. It's kind of like a CBE, an OBE, but it's a very distinctive thing. The monarchy. I think a man thought of that. Do you know what I mean? It's the fucking monarchy, isn't it? I mean, take that as you will. Oh, no. No, no. No, no. You don't get to blame this on the monarchy. <laughs> a ordinary man whoa, whoa, thought whoa. of that. Whoa, whoa, whoa. This was given them to by the British monarchy. So this was George who did this. Who was a man? Who, well, yeah. So you can't just blame it on the monarchy in general. Like, George is, a, is, in fact, a man, okay? It's irrelevant. Nobody said to him, Your Majesty, I think this would be a great idea. What if you kind of knighted people, but you made them, like, soap up their dick in front of you? That could be a new thing. We could trend that, right? We could get this hashtag trending. And George was like, you know what? Amazing. And then after he died, probably Queen Elizabeth was like, yeah, we're not going to do that anymore because I don't want to see that shit. So, it was a stupid idea. Okay. It goes, this this wasn't a new thing. It goes back to the time of King Arthur. But, King Arthur wasn't real. Okay. It goes back in time. It was like 1500s this was created, this, this order. So Right. Well, there wasn't a queen in the 1500s. So, again, I think a man thought of that. Nice, isn't it? A woman would never go. What I re well, any woman who wasn't me would go. I think it, it's a terrible idea to have somebody wash their dick in front of me. I am literally the only person that would think that was a good idea. If I was queen, I'd be like, wash away, do it slow though. <laughs> On that bombshell. <laughs> wow. This, this nice got... and soapy. Yeah. <laughs> slower, slower. <laughs> Uh, for anyone that's interested, this is going out on our Patreon. And our <laughs> Let me hear that scream. Uh, uh, <laughs> heaven. I mean, you baited me, what can I say? Yeah. So, I think you're going to have to be cut off now from that line. Uh, so, <laughs> so, before his disappearance, Lowenstein was married to a very upper class family uh he was married to madeline but it was more of a marriage of convenience rather than out of love because they slept in separate bedrooms and madeline has gone on record saying he cared about his racehorses more than he did her didn't they always sleep in separate bedrooms in those days though yeah but as wasn't well, it a thing yeah I think there was a little bit of an age difference as well and it was more he was he had money and he was marrying into aristocracy 
let's say. Might it not have been because one of them snored? Le legit. In the 90s, my nana and granddad, they slept in separate rooms pretty much my entire childhood, and it was because my nana snored, and my granddad couldn't take it anymore. So they literally had two separate rooms, two huge double beds. Could it not be that just one of them snored? It, it could absolutely be that, but then maybe later we'll see maybe there wasn't much love in the marriage. But we'll oh, okay. uh, get on hmm. to that. Okay. So, on the evening of the 4th of July 1928, Lone was leaving Croydon Airport. Which, right, that look, see, I was like, ah, what? But at the which what at the time it was the only international airport in london during 1918 to 1939 and they decided croydon was the best place to put it in i know yeah doesn't exist anymore so it's not even like wow. city, i wonder city, why it's not even city airport they've not even the wheels were probably nicked off the plane along with the bloody wings yeah they've just like gone fuck that we'll get rid of it it's okay uh, for anyone who lives in croydon don't be offended and lived there once right you did probably yeah in there once uh so sorry he was on his own private aircraft this wasn't a chartered flight and he had it customized now this was the plane that well fuck me you should have put some walls on if he was going to customize it jesus Actually, christ it's a bit maybe, dangerous maybe this is why what happened happened but <laughs> so he had his own custom desk he had soundproofing so he could speak to his two stenographers without shouting and they could take down his notes and it's like a shower in the back <laughs> no at the back there is a lavatory compartment and then directly opposite is the entrance and exit oh my bad yeah now as Let you down. may be able to find out later on this may be where it was a little bit of a bad design so also <gasps> on the party there was his valet his personal secretary and there was a pilot and a mechanic so all in all there were seven people including lonestein on this flight now this was a top of the range aircraft at the time it was first built in 1925 so this is three years after it's been built so obviously maybe there's teething problems or whatever but it's not like the Lolita Airways that we've already discussed. But it was a small 8 to 12 passenger and it was it was the best you could buy at the time. So they took off and as you can imagine at some point over the English Channel, Lowenstein felt the call of nature. So he went to the bathroom and he was never seen again. Did he open the wrong door? So, after... Or, did he accidentally flush himself down the toilet? See, now, look. Now, I know the 747s do have a massive suction on them. Be because I've, I've heard that, not by personal research. Uh, <laughs> I'm but, saying absolutely nothing. But I don't believe that these... 1925 airplanes had that massive suction on them i know but what if what if he was like 
oh, I think I, I like he sat down and, he, and like he maybe he's heard like change drop down the toilet and he was like, oh shit, I fuck it, it's dropped out and and he like lifted the toilet up to try and get to his change that he just dropped and then there's this get big hole in the floor and he just got sucked out. Could be, could be, but more realistic option is that he chose the wrong door, didn't he? Yeah, there he is. He's he's not a a small gentleman. Uh, that's his son on the right, by the way. There. Really, I thought that was a girl. I know. Yes, you would, wouldn't you? Uh, but no. So he's not a small gentleman. He's got. A, I mean, that hat'd get stuck in. The I was going to say. I think it's just a hat makes him look taller. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I don't think his head's that big. Yeah. So maybe he got sucked down, but. After a short while, and I mean probably 20 minutes, you know, you let him have his time there, the uh, valet went to uh, go knock on the door and uh, they probably took candles just in case, you know. Just well, I wouldn't be taking candles to the toilet if he's been having his shit. Get rid of that smell, in it, and burn it away. Wait, it could ignite? <laughs> well, yeah. So they went back there and they found no one in in the toilet compartment so they went to tell the pilot obviously as you would and go oh what's going on and the pilot decided rather than to carry on on their heading and land at the airport which they were due to land at which was five to ten minutes away he turned back and landed on the beach yeah what like they were just gonna We'll give this plane a good once over because he could be somewhere else apart from the toilet. Yeah, but there's there's literally like there's the toilet, the cockpit. You're in the cockpit, so if he was in it, you would know about it. We're in the seats, and we can tell you now. He hath nowhere to be seen. Yeah, and we've just checked the toilet, and he's not there. So where the fuck is he? It's a corridor. I mean, whether they thought they'd land on the beach and he'd be there swimming back to the shore, like that. Fuck, you know, that was a shit and a half. Oh, what? I don't know what they absolutely thought was going on there. But also, this is 1928, and rather than there being loads of like French topless beaches, the military actually controlled the beaches. Uh, so when the plane oh. landed, there was a party from the local French 1st Battalion that was doing training exercises on this beach, and they went to confront these invaders because Actually. just a random plane that's landed on the beach. Now, the police were called, obviously, after they explained the situation, but they didn't really explain it in fully because when the police were called, they did tell the lead detective that there was a missing person, but it took them up to half an hour to tell the police the actual name of this missing person. I mean, right, okay. I know they're like pretty shook up and probably having like the military come at them and go, hold a gun in their face and go, who the fuck are you? you just landed on our fucking beach and all kinds of awful shit like that. That's probably traumatic enough, but to forget the person whose plane you are flying on yeah. is mean, a bit sus. Yeah, yeah. So. The lead detective did say that this was a most unusual and mysterious case because when he was interviewing these six people, they kind of deferred the questions. They didn't really, they weren't honest and upfront. 
the two stenographers were crying, which is kind of an obvious reaction. But his, pers his personal secretary was sweating profusely and his valet's teeth were chattering all the way throughout his questioning. Why, well, yeah, he's just had a gun held to his head! Uh, yeah, I can kind of get that, but... Think about it from... Right, okay. So let's think about it from a Cluedo perspective, okay? Right. Stay with me. Right. So, say... You're one of these people on the plane, right? And say, you're totally innocent and you have no idea what's going on. There's nothing malicious. You haven't done anything wrong. And your boss suddenly isn't there anymore. I have bad network issues, yeah. Okay, and your boss suddenly isn't there anymore. And you know that you didn't do it. But somebody else on this plane... Had your boss sucked out through the toilet without you knowing about it. My teeth would be chattering too. I'd be like, how the hell did they achieve that? And you would literally be going, well, he said he didn't want a vodka and soda. That is sus as fuck to me. Okay? <laughs> Free drinks. I'm sorry. You said no? No, I'm not cool with that. Okay. You have never used the toilet once in this entire flight. That is sus. You know something about the toilet that I don't know, and it isn't that the first person in there had a stinking shit and you give it some time, okay? And thirdly, that woman, she doesn't, she doesn't even look remotely bothered. She just doesn't. Maybe he was horrible to her. It was probably her. So basically, you, you would, you'd throw everyone except yourself under the bus. Well, obviously, I know I didn't fucking do it. Wait, I know I didn't do it. I'm not taking the I'm not going down for this. I'm not taking the rap for this. Oh, no. No. The rock can sing for it. No. I'm not going there. <laughs> yeah. So, amazingly, the crew were all let off and they were allowed to fly on and return to Croydon. Now, this means that they actually took off from the beach and returned to Croydon. How that is some I, awesome pilot. Exactly, exactly. So I mean, you, smart skill. Yeah, you kind of gotta like think about that about everything. If he was a good pilot doing that, what else could he have done? Yeah, he's a pilot, not a plumber, dude. Well, I mean, okay. Well, he knows how to fly a plane. He doesn't know how to, you know, take a toilet off and flush somebody down it and then put it back again like now it's a bother. Okay, well, we'll... we'll, we'll I don't think, I mean, I don't think pilots really, get their really, hands dirty like that. You're really stuck on this toilet suction theory, aren't you? <laughs> well, okay. That's... Okay, so the only thing is, when you show me that picture of the plane, right, the door, for me, because, you know, when you're on a plane and they open the door, it goes direct to outside, okay? If he opened the wrong door, somebody would have seen he'd opened the wrong door, and he's not likely to fucking get sucked out into the oblivion and close the door behind him, is he? You don't know. Oh, so he's just doing like the cartoon, like the, the wacky races running on air kind of thing as he shuts the door behind him and then goes <gasps> and falls down. Like, maybe, no. maybe. I'm not buying it. Right, okay. Got fished down right. toilet. Fair enough, fair enough. So, as the rumours speculated about what had happened to Lowenstein, panic selling ensued and his company lost more than 50% in value. 
And then on the 12th of July, the accidents branch of the British Air Military did tests as to whether or not it was possible to open the door at altitude. Now, they apparently ran at the door at a thousand foot while the plane was in the air. I no. So were they all strapped to each other or No, no. They were yeah. just they were just like shoulder barging it. It's like, oh, right, okay, uh, while it was in the air. Yeah, yeah okay, yeah, that seems a thousand feet that seems like air. a reasonable thing to do, yeah. yeah. Like a sane person would do that, yeah. Yeah. But they would I mean they would they would they would try to test these theories. In the spirit they, of science, yeah. They were the accidents branch, so <laughs> You know, aptly named. Imagine the paperwork uh, that you would have to fill in for an accident with the accident branch. Yeah. <laughs> Oof. So the results of this experiment were that although they did manage to get the door open, it opened only six inches and the slipstream caused the person doing it to fall back into the cabin and the door was violently slammed shut. A week later, Lowenstein's body was found approximately 20 kilometres away from where the plane landed in uh, Boulogne-sur-Mer, and it was found by fishermen and taken back to Calais. He was identified by a wristwatch and the silk underwear that he was wearing, so fuck knows what them fishermen were doing. It literally took a while to dawn on me as well, I was thinking like... You know, like how Siri does face recognition, and when you said he was identified by a wristwatch, I was thinking, I don't think that's a very reliable source, to be honest. Because how does the wristwatch even know what he looks like? Wow. Okay. <laughs> Siri knows now. Okay, yeah. and the Google lady, she knows now. But I don't think a wristwatch in 1928 knows what he looks like. Okay, I don't think a wristwatch, even if it, even if it did know what he looked like, I don't think it gives a shit. So glad you said but then that. it dawned on me that yes no it's because it was the wristwatch that he was wearing that somebody was like yeah no that's his wristwatch and it also had his name engraved on well so, in case anyone nicks it a little bit of a giveaway uh after an autopsy i heard that his family actually insisted on so there could be no rumors of shenanigans like i he was poisoned or he like he was intoxicated he never drank and he never took drugs so his family said no we're gonna have this autopsy just to put any rumors to the bed and it revealed that he hadn't been killed before he left the aircraft he'd had several broken bones and a partial fracture of his skull which all meant that he was still alive when he hit the water okay so Ow. It did turn up a little bit of alcohol in his system. And the family were a bit puzzled after this because he didn't drink. He was a teetotaler. He never actually drank. So Yeah, I tell my family I'm a teetotaler as well. I know we all say that, don't we? And to be fair, (laughs) him and his wife lived in separate rooms, so do you know what I mean? Mm Mm-hmm. I tell me what the only thing he was taking to bed was a bottle of gin. Yeah, exactly. Uh so he was buried in Evere, which is just north in the city of Brussels, and he was buried in a tomb that belonged to his wife's family. But she didn't actually turn up to the funeral. She was too distraught. I'm playing devil's advocate, okay? That's absolutely fine, and I'm going back to the they lived in separate rooms. She fucking hated the sight of him. But Just because she hated the sight of him didn't mean she killed a man. 
well now. So there's been a few theories put forward about what happened. Like one was that apparently he was losing his faculties as he was getting older. He was only 51. Which what? Yeah, I think it's a little bit of bullshit. I think he's done really well because I'm there now and I'm only thirty six. Yeah, I know. But he, apparently, he'd been walking into rooms and forgetting why he was in the rooms. But that happens to anyone. Do that now. Yeah, legit. So I mean, that's that's something that that is a natural thing, and he would open doors that he wasn't supposed to open and walk into rooms he wasn't supposed to be in. I mean, not like. In, in a Jimmy Savile way kind of thing just like <laughs> that's a bit in in like he'd open the bathroom and be like oh I'm not supposed to be in a like kind of thing apparently mm. but this is all he's not saying this this is second hand information from people who are maybe trying to say the narrative is that oh he must have opened the wrong door as he was going to the bathroom he took a right instead of a left and ended up Getting sucked out of a plane that yeah. you couldn't open the door to yeah. in the air. So it's been proved that you can't open this door, but this is what was being put down. Now, Where the fuck is he, Captain America? How strong is he? That's it. I mean, he was big, but I don't think he's that big. Now, as well, his businesses were built upon leveraging, which involves using debt rather than money he's got in his pocket. So he'd take on the debt of the company and then hope for an after-tax profit and then hope to turn the company round before that tax period is up. That is hopeful. So maybe he wasn't financially doing as good as people thought he was doing and maybe he just decided to jump out the plane rather than face the consequences of any debt action that were going to come up. Now but me, how did he open the door? Exactly. This is the thing. This is this is where it becomes a bit of a reach. The door is a thing that, unless they were all privy to it, they dropped down to an altitude where the door was easily opened, a speed where it was easily opened, and he did it that way. But then, yeah, but would that cause the fracture to his skull? Exactly. Would that cause the injuries? Would it cause mm-hmm. death? then surely the cause of death would be by drowning drowning mm-hmm. surely like so that as well is a little bit weird there was also a rumor that Lowenstein made a deal with the american crime boss arnold rothstein to start supplying opiates to the european market because he was in a bit of financial trouble but there's no concrete evidence and this is just kind of hearsay and just because they were two people in the higher echelons of business let's say it just seems that's a massive reach but william norris in his book the man who fell from the sky aptly named um yeah nice claims that the pilot donald drew threw lowenstein from the aircraft at the behest of his uh, Lowenstein's wife Madeline so she could gain control of his fortune now the reason why this may be a little bit more believable than anything else is because the reason that the plane landed on the beach rather than go to the airport was to replace the back door which had been jettisoned in flight 
which made it easier to throw blowing steam from the aircraft. Now there was a fisherman apparently at the time that saw something fall from the sky like a parachute. Maybe that he could have seen the door falling. I don't know. But that's the most reasonable one for me. Okay, let me just catch up here. Okay, so so they're saying that they think that the, the theory is that the door blew off midair, they launched him out of the opening, killed him, then landed on the beach to repair the door. So. Or to replace the door. What, they just have an airplane charter jet door factory on the beach? So, one would assume, well, I don't know what one would assume, but this, this relies on there being an easy way to jettison the door maybe an automatic release i don't know it's 1920s i very much doubt it you'd have to open it but if you lost cabin pressure you'd have to open the door escape whatever i don't know but this is kind of what it it's built on so they jettisoned the door the door popped out and then the pilot got up picked Lowenstein up and threw him out the door mm-hmm. and then they landed on the beach they were met there by other people who were part of this plan to replace the back door before the French soldiers turned up. It's a ma- it's a like all of these are a massive stretch. Like I I don't know. There's some something happened here, and we don't know what it is. Okay, so he had two stenographers. Presumably, who were women, because in those days, stenographers were women, weren't they? Yeah. The pilot was a man. Yeah. And his secretary? Woman or man? Man. A man? Yeah. Okay, so that would mean that two men had to either get him marginally drunk and throw him out of an open door, or, like, if he's as big a guy as he looks, then two men had to wrestle with him to get him out of the door. And that means that all of these people who are quite happily employed by this man, probably well paid because he was very rich, had to be involved in this and want to kill their boss, putting them out of work and onto shit salaries. Well, apparently they lived comfortably. I mean, not like super rich, but they lived comfortably for the rest of their days. From what I hear, I don't know, I didn't do any research into that, but I heard that on uh, BuzzFeed, so blame Ryan and Shane on that one. Uh, but the, the, this... don't bring Ryan and Shane into this. You know we can't compete. <laughs> yeah, I know, but this is this, you. You you have to start trying to think that there's some kind of conspiracy involved in this to believe what happened. I mean, w- realistically, what's more believable that there was a conspiracy involved, which involved these six people that were on the plane and his wife, or he opened the wrong door while going for a poo. Okay, so I don't believe either of those. Okay, because firstly, I've seen Murder on the Orient Express, okay, and it takes a lot of legwork, right, to get six people all on board with the same thing, right? <laughs> Secondly, there's no way he opened the wrong door because he wasn't Stretch Armstrong or Hulk Hogan. He wasn't strong yeah, enough. Yeah. So that only leaves one plausible explanation 
which is that he lost his change down the toilet, lifted the toilet out and got sucked out of the toilet. Could be, could be. He was, maybe he was, maybe he was in financial trouble and he needed all the change he could get, so he went to retrieve it. No, I think he was just and... cheap. I don't even think he was out. He was like struggling for money. I think he was just like a bit, was a bit frugal, you know? And I was just, I think he was just like, you know, every, every dime counts quite literally. And he, yeah, he was like, I'm not losing it. I mean, I would be the same if I lost a pound down an airport toilet. You better believe I'm fucking arriving that shit <laughs> off the floor and I'm going to... Pound's a pound, mate. <laughs> pound, pound is a pound. Uh, uh-huh. It's true. He got flushed accidentally out the toilet. Yeah. There is also the last theory, which is probably the most believable. If you oh, I thought you were going to say aliens. Oh, you're going to say aliens? Yeah. No, that he faked his own death. Uh, he maybe he was having financial trouble. He didn't want to be involved anymore. But the only but there was a body. Yeah, maybe it wasn't him. It was only identified by his wristwatch and his underwear. So you know, hobos ten a penny in them days. Uh, so maybe and, and apparently. He the body stank so much that the fishermen didn't keep it on the ship. They just dragged it behind. So You know what it is? This isn't the first time we've heard this bullshit from seamen. Seamen. <laughs> uh, do you remember that that episode that we did with the sea monster thing? And they caught the sea monster, but it stank, the carcass stank so much that they fucking dragged it behind them. And by the, by the time they got to port, oh, the thing was ruined beyond yeah. recognition. Yeah, smart. Okay, just for the record, all seamen and women from now on, if you have a carcass, right, just put it in the fucking freezer or something, right? Because it might be useful later on, or we end up getting shit like this. Yeah, exactly. Like, we get unsolved mysteries, and then we get Ant going, he probably faked his own death, and then me going, he definitely got flushed accidentally down the toilet, and then we have no agreement, and it causes, it just causes friction. It's yeah. just not good well, for Well, yeah, and it's all your fault, Seaman. Uh... <laughs> <laughs> That's, that's why all the friction in the world comes semen. I should have chosen uh, the word mariner, shouldn't I? Yeah. Uh, My fault. So, I mean, but the, the only evidence for this is the actual fact that his wife didn't turn up to the funeral. And although he was buried in the tomb belonging to the family, his name was never put on it. Yeah, I don't know. I still think just because she thought he was an arsehole doesn't mean she killed him. No, I mean... She might have just been like, well, at least I don't have to wash his dirty skidmark underwear anymore, but, you know, it's a bit... I mean, it sucks that he's dead, but I'm not going to cry about it. Yeah. I mean, I don't know. You can't disappear from a flight without someone knowing what happened. So Unless you got flushed down the toilet. Because you would have locked then, the door! Even then, surely... No, if you're having a poo, you lock the door, right? And then you just... People just leave you alone for, like, max 45 minutes. Not when there's seven people on. Like, you'd be going, oh, I need a... Oh, there's only six of us here. Okay, I'll wait for a minute until he comes back. You... you 
you uh, but he's your boss and he's a millionaire and it's his fucking plane so if he wants to have a 45 minute dump you let him have a 45 minute dump exactly so we don't need to close the door because you know of course he needs there. to close the door maybe he likes some privacy do you poo with the door I, you know what i don't care i don't want to know because <laughs> i feel like i know the answer to this already so i don't let's <laughs> not no. put that thread okay uh... maybe he's a gentleman who poos with the door closed and locked okay maybe he's just an ordinary normal person not like you who shits with the door open like your wife wants to see that bullshit oh i'm taking your wife out for drinks i've had enough gonna move my toilet into the kitchen <laughs> oh, cook God. while i'm uh passing oh the no uh, oh you're vile yeah so uh yeah so that is uh the unsolved case of uh albert lowenstein he got flushed down the toilet He's not about anymore, really. So that's all we know on that one. And obviously, we're, we, we're, we're never going to know what happened because no one was really questioned in depth and what they were questioned with, they stuck to their story. So Maybe because it was the truth. Maybe they didn't know anything about it. Maybe they were equally as freaked out. As everybody else like i don't know he just went for a shit and then that's it we just never saw him again until his body washed up literally this is not the the orient express i mean we're in the air for a start not on a rail track we didn't do this okay clearly he got flushed down the toilet by accident okay I mean, it was a bit loose you, he was very frugal didn't want to pay for a pair because because you're sticking to this story quite convincingly it's like no he did, he got flushed down the toilet, and that's all I'm going to say. Where's my lawyer? I just, I just think out of all of the theories, I mean, I don't think Jet 2 would fly the same planes as they had in 1928. You know, they weren't exactly safe. Okay, maybe Jet 2 was a bad example. Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. yeah, yeah. Let's, go, let's go with British Airways. You know what? Let's just go with a reputable air company. Yeah. Uh, I don't think Insert that they would have used the same technology, yes, that they used in 1928, and I don't think it was the most reliable, okay? You know, they used to... I, I read somewhere that they either used arsenic in their drinks or something like that, or they used it as makeup. So I don't really think that they were the most advanced people in the world, and I feel like safety just wasn't first. Yeah. It, mean, like if that toilet looks nice we're gonna leave it like that well shouldn't we screw it down no because the screw doesn't look very nice it looks yeah. nice without the screws yeah and as we all know in the 60s and the 70s they had ghosts in the overhead uh, compartments and stuff he's doing that thing do you see he's doing that thing okay but if you listen to the polybius episode i swear to fucking god i convinced him right he might not have been convinced with the ghost of flight 401 also very believable you need to read the book and you will believe every single goddamn word that i said but don't believe everything he says he's full of shit I, I, he I, thinks this was a conspiracy it was clearly just a accident death by misadventure well i'll tell you what right why don't you use out there in listener land tell us what you think who is right do you know what fuck it put a poll up right i'm gonna <laughs> right 
I can use the TikTok now. <laughs> right. The, the TikTok. <laughs> TikTok. Uh, I can use the TikTok and the yeah. Snapchat. Yes, we're very old. Please forgive us. Uh, it's past our bedtime. Uh, <laughs> Speak for yourself. I've got 20 minutes yet. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, on that bombshell. Uh, yeah. This has been the M.O. Podcast. And as always, you've been with me, Consummation Ant. And me, Atreya. Thank you all so much for joining us. And we shall hopefully see you next time at an earlier <laughs> time. I've uh, missed me early bird special this week. Uh, <laughs> I'm missing songs of praise. <laughs> <laughs> oh, good God. Right. Thank you so much. Bye. Bye. The M.O. Podcast. The M.O. Podcast The M.O. Podcast The M.O. Podcast The M.O. Podcast